Hello, hello, hello. Good morning and welcome to Next Step Wednesdays. I am Julie Shore, President of Career Development Advisors, and this is Chrissy, my producer. We'd like to welcome you. This programming is really intended to give you five specific things you can do because let's face it, Wednesday, sometimes we feel, oh, we're only halfway through the week. Is it Friday yet? Um, so I welcome you to tune in each week as I will share five things you can do towards your career development. So at Career Development Advisors, I we all work with organizations and individuals, all things related to career development. So I work with organizations on their recruiting and hiring efforts, on team development, coaching with individuals, and then I also do career coaching and outplacement. And so thought it fitting to talk about next steps in your career or the talent management process each Wednesday that we're together. So I'm happy to be here. And today's topic is focusing on career resilience. And if we take a step back and really think about that word resilience has been tossed around a lot, especially since the coronavirus, COVID-19, et cetera. And what does that really even mean? You know, so resilience is really about bouncing back to the way something was, pulling yourself up and, you know, going for it again. But here's the thing resilience in the way we knew it pre-pandemic, it's not going to be the same. So going back to your job the way it was is not going to be the same. Going back to your career the way things were is not going to be the same because so many things are different on almost a permanent or new way. But still, I wanted to focus on career resilience. And this applies to if you're a leader or a manager of a team, for yourself, it doesn't matter if you're currently employed, you feel like you're underemployed, or maybe you're going for that next promotion, or heck, maybe you've just recently graduated. And my heart goes out to all of you that, you know, your last semester at school was kind of not traditional. So want to talk about five steps you can take to be resilient in your career. And Career doesn't mean what it used to mean many years ago. Careers, gosh, people would pick one and stick with it for many, many years. Or people would stay with one company for many, many years. And you hardly see that anymore. I know I keep mentioning this. I mentioned this on my last two lives, live streams. But the average stay in a job is about 4.2 years, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And I will tell you, for some roles, I see it even less than that. Um, from a recruiting standpoint, that can be a little tricky. But I thought I'd start today by sharing a story of when I had to be resilient kind of in real time. It was several years ago and I'm on stage here and I was presenting a session on the topic or around hiring a dream team. And so I was talking to an attorney group and I'd been on the stage in front of them several times before, know many of them, but it was their annual conference. And incorporated into my presentation was a poll everywhere. I don't know if you've ever participated in that where you get out your cell phone and you have to type in a code and then you can answer survey questions. And I wanted to do it in real time. Whenever I train, I love to get people involved. Um, that's why these live streams are a little tricky. I can go on the comments, but um, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, we had tested the software the night before, the morning of, and it was towards the beginning of the presentation. I had shown a video and then we were kind of gonna play off the audience feedback for how the next several minutes, hours together were going to go. And to make a very long story short, it was time to launch the poll. First time, didn't work. 
Second time, didn't work. Third time, didn't work. So it was about five minutes of fiddling around and I had to, so talk about being resilient, right? You never want to have them see you sweat. I was like, all right, we got to come up with something, you know, in the back of my mind. Um, luckily, it was a topic I was well versed in because um, I've been doing hiring for you know 20 plus years. Um, so what we did was go old school. And I said, okay. And I asked my questions, raise your hand if you have hired someone in the last 12 months or you know whatever the questions were. And it worked just as effectively, but it certainly threw me off my game. It was not what I had practiced. It was not what I had prepared for. Um, but at the end of the day, the session still went well. I received you know fine reviews, um, but I had to be resilient in that very moment. And it was a struggle, it was tough, but I had to get focused and I had to really remind myself, what was I here for? Um, what was that? What was my purpose? And it was to add value and to share knowledge in terms of best hiring practices. And so the show went on, as they say, and I had to be resilient in that very moment. Luckily, and hopefully, many of you haven't had that grave of an experience. But I wanted to share with you five steps that you can be resilient in your career. And, and the very first one starts with just owning it, flat out owning it. Things happen, life happens, changes occur, you know, but we can't control that. And you've heard me say one of my mantras is, you know, life is short. You have to focus on what you can control. And so in that moment that I described, I had to own it. I had to make stuff happen and I had to make some quick decisions. Um, and so I had to think on my feet and be resilient in the moment. Um, but what I would like you to do and anytime we're together, if it's helpful, pen to paper, if you're a note taker, again, I want these sessions to be helpful for you to really think about what are some deliberate things I can do to invest in me or invest, invest in yourself. And so I want you to assess where are you right now in your job? Or if you're an entrepreneur in your business, if you're a leader, if you're a supervisor, if you're a manager, where are you in your career? Are you where you want to be? Are you upset because your job has changed? Maybe you've been forced to go virtual. Um, perhaps you're experiencing that you're not working right now, you're furloughed, you're laid off because of the whole COVID situation and the economy. But where are you? Are you happy with where you are right now? And write down three things that would make it better. And certainly throughout this broadcast, Chrissy will keep an eye out. Feel free to chat in if you're struggling with something or if you'd like feedback on something. That's what I'm here for. I'm happy to make the most of our time together and make it informative for you. But at the, the beginning of being resilient, we have to own it. We can't blame other people. We can't blame circumstances. Sure, things could not be fair. Maybe there's politics going on in your organization. Maybe you know you got passed up what you deem unfairly um, for a promotion. It very well could be. But at some point, we all have to stop making excuses and just move forward. And we have to own where we are and own where we want to be. You know, years and years ago, there were deliberate mentoring relationships in organizations where a manager would really take the time to mentor. And over time, then it dwindled into this annual performance review that everybody dreads. And now the new trend organizations are recognizing that, you know, culture is eroding and people are becoming less engaged, especially in this virtual environment. And so this notion of a coaching culture is starting to creep back in. That's great for all of us or all of you that work for organizations. 
but it still doesn't change the fact that the buck stops here with each one of us. Where you want to take your career, what you want to do with your skills, experience, and education is up to you. No one is going to do that for you. And so again, I would challenge you today, right here, right now, write down a few things that are bugging you or would make your job or your career better. And you know, begin to do some thinking and spend some quiet time thinking about, is it possible? What are the action steps you have to take? And I often work with individuals through this coaching process to help them ascertain that. A lot of times people I'm coaching will say to me, just tell me what, what job I should apply for, or just tell me where I should focus my career. And it's not that simple. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's gonna happen in your organization six months from now. I don't know, you know what you're best suited for, because the truth is we, have, we each have a lot of unique talents excuse me, unique talents and skills that we could take those skills a variety of ways. And there's a lot of transferability. But again, the first step is you have to own where you are in your career. And if you're not happy, you need to figure out why. Is it the environment or is it the job itself? The second thing, the second step you can take that I would encourage you to do is you've got to get organized. So many of us get in our own ways, myself included over the course of my career, or maybe I even spent my time in the wisest way. We all have 24 hours, right, in a day. And I challenge you to think about how are you organizing your, your time? What is your routine on a daily basis? Even if you are, as organizations are starting to go back to work, I know there's some phased in approaches where some people are working two or three days in the office, two or three days at home or vice versa, some people are all virtual. Um, I just read an article, I think, is it Google? They are virtual till July, 2021. Um, and in the article, I thought it was interesting to allow people to go get one year leases and live wherever they want. So that's kind of cool. Um, I realize not every organization can do that, but how do you organize your time? What's your daily routine? Think about what your daily routine was in the office and think about what it is at home. And are you using your time in the best way? Think about what's important to you. A lot of us are happiest in our jobs and careers when we have some autonomy over our time or some say or flexibility in our time. And do you have that? But if, you know, one thing you can do, so again, pen to paper, is you could make a list of the last 24 hours and just jot down what you did. Um, I have been in a professional services role or consulting role, so I've had to track my time for the last oh, 18 years. But for those of you that don't, here's a little tip. If you really are curious about how you're spending your time, there's all kinds of free apps out there that you could put time into general buckets, um, whether it's at work or at home. If you're just curious how you spend your time, track it for a week and see. And you might struggle to see how you're filling that time. So even if you start with, say, eight hours of sleep, where are the other 16 hours going? Maybe an hour for exercise, you know, spending time with family. You're not working 18 hours, hopefully, because if you are, then we need to really talk about some career resilience and different paths because no one can withstand that for some time. But really write down or track what you're doing. And I bet you'll be surprised to find some time. And not only that, the further you go in your career, and again, I'm speaking to you as a manager, as a leader, as an individual contributor, Oftentimes, in many roles, the things that are on our to-do list take more than just a second to do. We can't quickly check them off. So you have to carve out time in your day to actually accomplish those things. Maybe you're involved in a project at work to 
let's say, move the new hire orientation process all online. Well, that is not an easy feat. There's probably committee meetings. There's uh, researching the best software. There's brainstorming the obstacles to that. So, I mean, that's a huge project. That's not going to get done quickly. And it's going to take time, multiple resources, um, potentially people and financial. And so we have to, you know, kind of carve out the time for that. The third step that you need to be thinking about, so we've talked about, you need to own it, you need to organize it, and you need to commit to continuous learning. So often, and I've been here as well, we can just get into the day-to-day -day of what we have to do in our roles that we sometimes put our own needs on the back burner. And certainly your employer wants, you know, 200% from you, engagement, et cetera. But think about if there are ways that you can continue to learn. You know, what books are you reading? If your organization offers a lunchtime book club, um, what groups have you joined on LinkedIn? Of course, in the career coaching mode, I'm often talking with folks about, excuse me, about utilizing LinkedIn and your network. Um, but once you land a job, don't stop networking. You want to always stay connected with people for a variety of reasons so you can continue to learn and grow. And last week, and feel free to chat in if you have an interesting book you're reading that you've found really helpful. Um, I shared some books that I was reading, Managing Change, um, The Circle Blueprint. And I actually um, just pulled an old one off my shelf I wanted to share with you. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Charlie Tremendous Jones. I'll hold this up. This was actually published in 1968. And he was a motivational speaker. And he really had, he's known for a lot of different things. I don't believe he had beyond an eighth grade education at some point in his life where he had to really work hard as an insurance salesman um, and ended up being a very successful businessman. And I've read a variety of his books, but he had a famous quote, and hopefully I'll say it correctly, uh, something along the lines of, you will be the same person you are five years from now, except for the books you read and the people you meet. And I first read one of his books, I think it was in 2014, and it always stuck with me. And even this one that was published in 1968 has some great tips in here about, you know, owning your career. It doesn't say owning your career or career resilience, but, you know, he's talking about getting excited about your work and exposure to experience is one of his chapters in this book. So I'll hold it up again. Might be one you want to check out, find online. Maybe it's available in Kindle version. Um, but again, it's just you have to really own your own development and your learning. No one's going to do that for you. The fourth step I would really encourage you to think about is how you can get involved to build upon your career set. So think about internally, are there projects that you want to get involved with, even if they're outside of your department? Let's say you're a marketing communication specialist in your organization and you really have an interest in training. I'm just going to stick with my new hire orientation example. You know, that could be an example where they pull in people from multiple departments to rebuild that training program, that online orientation program. And if you've had an inkling toward you love facilitating workshops or presentations, but you haven't had a lot of opportunity, raise your hand and see if you can get involved. We've got to get involved to really understand what we're good at, what we like to do. And again, it helps to build your resilience. Um, think about volunteering opportunities. I get a lot of that in-person volunteering is on hold right now, but are there other ways that you can volunteer through organizations and share your knowledge and expertise? Because at the end of the day, the more you give, 
the better you're going to feel and the learner going to more, excuse me, the more you're going to learn about yourself as well. So I would really encourage you to raise your hand to be a part of a project team, again, whether it's at work or in a volunteer organization. Um, for instance, if there's a cause that's kind of near and dear to your heart, oftentimes associations uh, or chambers, whatever it might be, you just have to research what's of interest to you. I would not volunteer for something that you're not interested in, but Again, the side effect of doing something you're interested in is you're going to learn more about your skill set and again, build upon your career development and that career resilience. And the last step I want you to think about, and this is something very tangible, and you might be thinking, what the heck, Julie, is I want you to send a note to someone. I want you to go old school this week, and I want you to send one handwritten note to someone. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a family member, a colleague doesn't matter. Send a handwritten note to someone. Thank them for something. You know, part of our own career development and networking and being resilient is actually giving to others. And so, so many of us are on Zoom meetings, email, my gosh, we can just go overboard with. Do something for someone else. And one easy way, again, this is all about five things you can do this week, is to send a handwritten note. So kind of to recap, I want you to own it. Really own the assessment of where you are right now. Then you need to organize. Look at your calendar. Look at how you spent the last 24 hours. Are you doing the things you want to do? Then I need you to learn. I need you to commit to continuous learning. Join one group on LinkedIn. I don't know if I've mentioned that. That's a great way to to have like-minded individuals outside of your own organization, and yet you can engage in conversation over areas that you're really interested in or passionate about. The fourth step is get involved. Again, raise your hand, see where you can get involved in your organization. I don't care if it's not in your job description, see if you have the opportunity to get involved and try something new. A lot of organizations are receptive to that, and if yours isn't, that might be cause to think about, are you in the right organization? Are they supporting the values that you hold? And the fifth step, super deliberate, write a handwritten note to someone. Thank someone for something. Make somebody's day. I don't know if anybody has any questions or Chrissy, if you've seen any questions or there's any other thoughts or comments, I won't hold people up because I know their time is valuable. Well, as far as taking these steps, how will this prepare you when you're looking to make a decision about a career move or if you're needing to uh, pivot or change direction within your own business? Great question. So, you know, first, the first step I feel like when people are struggling with a career decision is to figure out what's working and what's not. So again, that whole own it thing, you know, have you had a series of Oh, I don't know if I like my job anymore, or, you know, dreaded Sunday nights to start your job on Monday, you know, so what is it? What's going wrong? What's not going well? And who's accountable for that? And so when I say own it, I mean, you know, so is it you? Is it within your control to change? I think we talked a few sessions ago about your values and what's important to you. And that continuous learning is going to help you reaffirm your values or maybe check out some other things that are important to you, but you just don't have the opportunity to use that skill set at work. And so all of these experiences and the people we interact with and the projects and things we get to do, we're going to get a better idea for what we like, 
what we're good at? And do we get to do those things in our current career or job? And if not, then we need to make a plan. Um, so those would be that would be what I would say that this is really just one step on the journey. These things each prepare you to gather information because there is no crystal ball. And, you know, the statistics, people have three to five different careers over the course of time, because a lot of us have skills that can be transferable to different occupations. But breaking it down like this. And so the first thing is, can you be resilient where you are in your current organization, in your current role? And here are some steps to try and figure that out. Very cool, very cool. And I encourage anyone who is watching the live stream currently and even as this live, lives as a video on YouTube and Facebook to continue asking your questions to Julie Shore. Yes, and I will also mention I have some events coming up and you can visit my website, www.careerdevelopmentadvisors forward slash events. Actually, tomorrow I'm facilitating a webinar centering on hiring, training, and onboarding in a virtual environment. So any of you who are in leadership roles, management roles, who are interested in that for your organizations, I'd encourage you to sign up. Still, there is still time. And then any of you on the career resilience side for yourself, I am holding two webinars in August as well. And those events are posted there too. Um, one is focused on that career exploration piece. The other is specifically focused on, you know, how you go about a job search. So again, feel free to sign up. And even if you can't attend the dates that are there, you need to sign up and then I'll send you the recording um, if you can't attend live. So it's www.careerdevelopmentadvisors.net forward slash events. And if you'd like to schedule a complimentary strategy session to brainstorm, I have 15 minute slots available at different times throughout the week. Um, you can actually schedule that through my website or I'll also share my email, which is jshore at careerdevelopmentadvisors.net. And I hope these tips have given you some food for thought midweek to work on over the next two days, maybe dabble in this weekend. And I hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for Next Step Wednesday at 1130 Eastern Standard Time. So thanks so much for joining us. I hope you have a great rest of the day.